Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Rob, I feel like this week is going to be a lot of me patting myself on the back for just getting things pretty consistently right about the Kansas City Chiefs this year. I remember a conversation that you and I had, and I told you that, hey, the number one thing that Kansas City needs to do is stop turning the ball over so much. And another thing of it was this team They just don't have the offense to consistently overcome negative plays. Negative plays like taking sacks. Negative plays like holding false starts that put you in second and 12, third and along. And they had to do a much better job. That they were not going to drastically improve their wide receiver room. They didn't get great contributions this postseason run from wide receivers that were not named Rasheed Rice. They got a catch here from MVS, a catch there. But in terms of that consistent number two wide receiver, they didn't have that for this postseason run. One thing that I think we can now pretty definitively say, and this is something that I think all of us need to take to mind. Patrick Mahomes in his last six postseason games has been sacked five times and has thrown zero interceptions. According to pro football reference, he is the first starting quarterback in postseason history to throw zero interceptions over a six-game span in the playoffs. I don't know what it is about Patrick Mahomes and his mindset and what changes and what light switch turns on. But some of the throws and decisions that he was making in October and November, he cut almost all of them out of his diet. Rob, how many even 50-50 balls did Mahomes throw up? Because you remember there used to be that stat about, like, if he threw a ball that could have been intercepted, but it got dropped. You know that stat that they were throwing out there on Pro Football Focus. How many how many balls over the last three weeks have you seen? And you thought, uh, I don't know about that throw, Pat. I thought the two sacks that he took on Sunday, I thought he took those sacks to keep the clock moving. Hey, nobody is open. Instead of throwing a risky ball, instead of throwing it out of bounds and now giving them a timeout, I'm going to hold on to it. I'm going to let you hit me. I'm going to fall to the ground and let's keep the clock moving because we are playing from an advantage in this game and the time is our greatest asset now at this point. I thought Patrick Mahomes played a really, really smart game on Sunday. It was not dynamic. It was not a game that we are going to talk about 10 years from now about how he played. It was pretty pedestrian. He was 30 for 39 of 241 yards and one touchdown pass. We have certainly seen a better version of Patrick Mahomes than we saw. But this team, I think this team's, I guess, superpower is 
They don't need him to be Superman anymore. We have seen Chiefs teams over the course of the last six years that needed Pat to do everything. You needed him to go into the booth and you needed him to turn into Superman and save you from yourself. That's not what this team needs. This team can run the football reliably. This team can get the ball to its playmakers. This team can play really good defense. This defense held on in the second half when the offense completely stalled and their offense scored zero points in the second half of this game. Every possession came up empty. What did their defense do? Punt, punt, forced a fumble, caused an interception, field goal when you're down 10, and then you recover the onside kick. This team doesn't need Patrick Mahomes to be everything for them. They needed him to be a, quote, game manager and a role player and play his role. And if that's what you're asking Pat to do, hey, we need you to make one play in this game. That's all they really needed Pat to do. Pat made one incredible throw to Travis Kelsey in the first half, and then they called upon him one more time that they needed him. It is third and seven. We're not running the football in this scenario. We are going to trust the best player in the NFL to make the right decision. I think the Chiefs are the only team in the NFL that even attempts that play in that scenario. It's a big deal if you get an incompletion on there. Baltimore still could win that game. Now, they got a low percentage chance of winning it, but they had just kicked a field goal. You're only up seven. They stop the clock. Their crowd gets into it. A pass interference. Who knows? It's the NFL. Weird things happen all the time. You needed your quarterback to make a couple of plays in this game, and he made those plays, and now you're going to the AFC Championship game. But this was a stat I saw BK tweeted earlier. In his last six games, Patrick Mahomes has only been sacked five times. He has not thrown an interception since the second half against the Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC Championship game. He is the first quarterback in playoff history to not throw an interception over a six-game stretch. That's how this team got back to the Super Bowl the last couple of years. When Mahomes had high interception numbers, he threw double-digit interceptions last year. He threw the most interceptions that he ever has in a regular season this year. And then something clicked in January. If I make these negative plays, we're going to lose. So I'm just not going to make them anymore. I mean, Patrick Mahomes deserves all the credit, but how much that is coaching too? Because we talked about it earlier on the show. There was that NFL Network report leading into the Bengals game following the Raiders' loss. The Chiefs were going to simplify, make life easier, play smarter, and hopefully lean on to execution, and that would lead to success. That was the whole storyline leading into the Bengals game. It just less is more. How much of this do we think is Reed and a person who we were hard on this year as a Chiefs fans, Matt Nagy, telling Patrick Mahomes, hey, the number now is no longer go be the, the model now is no longer go be great. It's keep the clock ticking and trust your D. There's a reason they're printing in spags. We trust defense and not Patrick Mahomes Superman t-shirts, at least for 2023, 2024. I wonder if it was a coaching point that said, Hey, sometimes the clock's our biggest ally. We got to get to 17 or 20, which something you've been saying, and we can win NFL games. Because it felt like in that second half when that one play you referenced, the Chiefs made the one play, it felt like basically after that first possession that the Chiefs were done scoring for the day. They had completed their – they weren't getting more points. They were going to be stuck at 17. It was a matter of if they could play smart and they could hold the Ravens to under 17. And they did. And there were multiple times in the second half I thought to myself, hey, Pat just took a sack. Hey, 
Pat didn't throw that one away. He just kind of ate it. Why? I don't love that second and long run. I wonder what the deal there is. It felt like the team knew. It felt like everyone knew. We've completed our scoring. Good luck getting to 18. And I think that's a coaching point as much as a Patrick Mahomes point. And this is why I think Brady is so highly regarded, despite none of us marveled at Brady's like physical traits. Didn't have the biggest arm, wasn't the fastest, wasn't the biggest, the strongest. But Brady just knew in every situation exactly what was needed and I'm going to execute what's ever needed. Hey, if you need a big throw, I can do that. If you need me to quarterback sneak it and get you a yard, I can do that. If you need me to run for this first down, I can do it. I can be at this individual moment, whatever the situation calls for me to be. If you need me to score 30, I can go score 30. If you need me to defend the other team's best player, I can do that. If you need me to dive on the floor for a loose ball and get a tie-up and a jump ball, I can do that. That's greatness. Patrick Mahomes didn't need to have 400 yards and three touchdowns. and You didn't need that version of Mahomes. You needed that version back in 2018 against the New England Patriots. Hey, you were in a shootout with Tom Brady. You got to bring your best. He's going to bring his best. And this is going to be a high-scoring affair. This game needed don't make a mistake, Patrick Mahomes. Be really smart with the football and get the ball to your playmakers. And that is exactly what they did. They got the best version of Isaiah Pacheco. They got the best version we got of Travis Kelsey this year. Rice was their second leading receiver. He ran when necessary. He didn't make a mistake in this game, and they needed him to make one big throw at the end of the game, and he has made that throw countless number of times in his NFL career. We're actually going to play the Patrick Mahomes conversation for you again coming up at 4.30 if you missed it. We got a little bit of time to take phone calls. 913-586-7610. Haven't taken any today. We can take some for the first time coming up in just a bit. And Rob ESPN put out their top 50 free agents for the offseason. I will tell you where Chris Jones and where Snee comes in at. I'll do that on the other side. Keep it right here. It's the drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this. On 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to The Drive with CDOT on 610 Sports Radio. Are you guys okay? I got asked this with like genuine concern. I want the best for you guys over these next two weeks. Now, I'm grateful for every person that listens to this show. I really am. You guys have afforded me a really comfortable life. And I get to do a lot of cool things because of you guys' interest in the show. But sometimes I have my concerns about you guys. Rob, this is a text that we just got. The Chiefs need to sign Travis Henry to a one-year deal to give him a chance to get into a Super Bowl. I would use him on goal line and third and one opportunities. Is Travis Henry from Kansas City? Like, do we think his peoples is listening? You know the last time Travis Henry played in the NFL, Rob? It was 2007. 2007. I was a freshman in college. Rob, what were you at Blue Valley Northwest? A sophomore? 07, you had to have been a sophomore. Did, they would have meant someone else, right? There's no way they're talking about former Bills great Travis Henry. You think they meant Derrick Henry? I would hope. I Who's still under contract with another team? I. It's more plausible than asking for a guy who hasn't played in 16 years. Do you think years? they meant Mark Henry, world's strongest man that used to wrestle in the WWF? Do you think that's the Henry that they meant? I mean, they're. I think I'd rather have Henry Josie than <laughs> Travis Henry. I just, I was just, I was confused. I was confused. Someone said, oh, I made a mistake. I meant Derek Henry. Well, he's still under contract with, with the Titans. You can't just, that's not what you can do. You can't just sign other free agents to have them play in the Super Bowl. That's not, that's not how this works. I mean, if we're going to do that, let's just start adding rent. Why aren't the Niners adding all the, why have the Niners not gone out of their way to go sign? I don't know any other quarterback. They should go add T Higgins for this, for this game. That's who they should go add. All right. I, I got distracted. I apologize. It just, it startled me to see that they should go get Travis Henry. I'm sorry. It, it, it really had me discombobulated. Uh, if you missed our conversation with Patrick Mahomes, we're going to play it for you coming up in about 10 minutes. I want you guys to hear what the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs had to say. So ESPN, I'm an ESPN NFL insider. I get ESPN Plus. I really get ESPN Plus so I can get full access to the 30 for 30s, but that's another conversation. You don't like Big 12 hoop? No, you know, I am certainly not signed up to ESPN Plus so I can watch Kansas-Iowa State basketball. No, that is not at all why I've signed up for ESPN Plus. Uh, so they have put out a list of their top 50 free agents. Number one is Chris Jones. Chris Jones had 10 and a half sacks this year and shows the versatility to a line off the edge where his pass rush win rate jumped from 19 to 22%. He is a game-changing talent and a true disruptor, a game wrecker. He has 75 sacks, 12 forced fumbles, and 26 pass breakups, and he should get a big contract come March after returning to the Chiefs on a one-year deal. 
So later in the week, we are going to talk to over the cap and spot track and kind of look a little bit big picture before we really dive into the Super Bowl. We had Joel Corey, who former agent covers the salary cap for CBS Sports. We asked him about the pros for extending Chris Jones. This is back in July. First, you don't have any cap room. Um, if you go by NFLPA, Daddy, you have slightly more than a million dollars of cap space, and that's when you only count in the top 51 numbers. That changes September 7th. Everything counts. Practice squad, IR, PUP, anybody in the non-football bonus injury list, that can be anywhere from a 3 to $5 million change. So you need to create cap room. Chris Jones's cap number is a shade under $28.3 million. It's the eighth highest one in the league, fourth highest for a defensive player. You should be able to clear at least $10 million of cap space from an extension. So you need to get it done just from that standpoint. Two, you can't franchise them next year. The way the 100 and you, you can, but practically it's impossible. Uh, the way the 120% increase provisions work, it's going to be $33.6 million put a franchise tag on them. So he'll be a free agent. Um, plus, you try to sign your great players. The franchise tag for Chris Jones next year is going to be $33 million. Now, I know some of you don't feel like Chris Jones is worth this money. What's that saying? You're worth what someone is willing to pay. That is the market for Chris Jones. If the Chiefs don't give it to him, trust me, someone else will give it to him. The same way that there was a team that gave Von Miller six years, $115 million. Remember that deal that we all laughed at and made fun of? But a team desperately signed that contract because they wanted nothing more to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. You can't see another team giving Chris Jones the bag because they feel it weakens Kansas City. And you also add playoff experience and a guy who was an all pro potential Hall of Fame player to your defensive line who has stayed relatively healthy in his career. ESPN Plus has him as the number one free agent on the market. The number one. That guy's getting paid. And that guy usually isn't the one that's taking the, hey, let me cut you a deal. Now, I understand if you guys feel that you got to pay the Patrick Mahomes tax and you want to continue to go to Super Bowls and you want to continue to win and play at a high level, that that comes at a cost and a sacrifice. I get all of that. But if you're Chris Jones and you have three rings potentially and this is your last bite of the apple, I ain't interested in taking a 15% hit. Not when you owe me $33 million. No. I'm signing for $34, $35 million next season, and I'm trying to be the highest-paid defensive player in the National Football League. So for those of you that have ESPN+, Plus, they put out a story today on, you know, there's there's a lot of teams right now that are talking draft and getting ready for the offseason. They don't have a football game next week. They have Chris Jones as their number one free agent coming into the offseason. It's actually six weeks away. We are six weeks away from the official start of free agency. Kirk Cousins was number three on the list. He was the top rated quarterback on the list. And then you scroll down and you see LeJarius Sneed. He is number 11 on this list. He will be 27 years old entering next season. And the story says that Sneed has the traits to match up on the perimeter or play a disruptive role as a slot defender. He is a scheme versatile corner who can fit both man and zone systems. That guy gets paid in free agency. 
We follow this stuff way too close. You know the vibes. You can play on the outside. You can play on the inside. You're another guy who has playoff experience. You're a tough physical corner, not going to back down from anybody, and you can fit any defensive scheme, and you're 27? Oh, that guy about to get a lot of money. <laughs> How much is Snead worth? 18? 19 a year? What's Jair Alexander's deal? As that- I'm looking at Snead, you ain't getting Snead for the cheap. You're not getting Chris Jones for the cheap. All right, let me look at it. Let me look at uh, Jair Alexander's deal. Because I think he was the last corner to get paid, like the last one, and that's that's usually how it works in free agency. Here's my baseline. Yep, here you go. December of last year, I guess December of 23, this season. Four for 84. Yeah, so that's, if I'm Legereus Sneed's agent, here's where my conversation begins. Four for 84 and a half. Because my client is a multiple Super Bowl champion, should have been all pro this year, got screwed by the riders, should have been a pro bowler this year, got screwed by the voters. So he's going to be hungry. He's young. He can play inside. He can play outside. He tackles. He's played a little safety. I would say the number starts for him at Jair Alexander. So, I mean, what sounds like what you're saying is it's not Jones and Sneed this offseason. It sounds like it's Jones or Sneed for the Chiefs this offseason. Yeah, I'm looking at the number right here. A lot of you are asking about the franchise tag. If you franchise tag Legereus Sneed, it would, it would be $18 million. And if you franchise tag Chris Jones, it would be around $33 million. I guess at least for me on the, the franchise tag conversation with Jones, you only franchise tag Chris Jones if you're going to pay him. Like, the reason why I would say I'm on the opposite and everybody's going to say tag and trade is the rest of the NFL is not stupid. I'm not going to give you a first-round pick for a player that you're not going to sign. If you lock yourself into the $33 million and you're ready to put that on your cap, I'm not bailing you out of the cap situation. No. You franchise tag the player if your plan is to negotiate a deal with that player and it buys you more time to do that. You are not franchise tagging a 30-year-old defensive lineman for $33 million and think that another team is, A, going to give Chris Jones all the leverage in a conversation because you have to then pay that guy long-term, and I'm giving the Chiefs a first-round pick to do so. I think it's much more reasonable that you franchise tag Snead, and $18 million is in line with what he's worth and significantly less than Chris Jones' $33 million. So if you were asking me right now, who is it better to franchise tag? I would tell you that it's better to franchise tag Snead. And I know it stinks to let Jones walk in free agency, but you franchise tag Snead at $18 million. You agree to a long-term extension that gets his cap number down for this individual upcoming season. And you thank Chris Jones for everything that he's done. I agree. But the one thing I would say, because on paper that plan's great, what if you fail to get the long-term deal done with Snead? Now, listen, I know this is a, you said the free agency starts in six weeks, the Super Bowl's in two weeks. We're going to have three weeks of content to potentially talk about this. So I don't want to burn February 22nd's take right now, but if you're the, gonna, the Chiefs are over two on tag and extensions, right? Yeah, but I mean, they've never really had a tag at this cheap of a price. Like if you were telling me, if you're Sneed and you got fourth round money and you're about to get franchise tag, where at a minimum you make 18, last year's franchise tag was $18.1 million for a corner. That's in line with what the market is. Like, I mean, it'll go up a little bit from that, but it's in the yeah, ballpark. But, but, like, but you're, you're not, if you're Sneed, you're not getting franchise tag at 18 and asking for 25. You're getting franchise tag at 18 and you're asking for 20 and you probably settle on 19. So 
Sneed getting franchise tag, Jones too with what his number is, is not the worst thing that could possibly happen if you're Legereus Sneed. I will happily take the franchise tag and negotiate his contract. He has made no money by NFL standards. I know he's made like real money and like a life standard, but he has made he is a four year, three point nine million dollar contract with the Chiefs. They have overwhelmingly benefited so far in this deal. So if you're telling me next year at a minimum. I'm going to make $18 million and then negotiate going forward every season off the 18 that I just made. I feel like Snead and Jones, both of them are in a really good situation moving forward from a financial standpoint and what they're going to make for a long-term deal. If you're Snead, this is the kind of money that you dream of to set you and your family up. Like you haven't been able to do that right now with $3.9 million. Not everybody. That next contract, you can take care of a whole lot of people with you agreeing to a long-term deal and you get $35 million guaranteed and sign a $48, $51 million deal, which is very much in line with the season that he has had. Coming up on the other side, we will be joined by the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, as he has his final interview with... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Thus heading into Super Bowl 58. That's all coming up. Keep it right here. So drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Remember to follow the show on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. This is The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Welcome back into the show. My name is Carrington Harrison. Happy to be here. Rob Britton is here as well, taking you up until 6 o'clock. Earlier today, we got the opportunity to catch up with the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs as they get ready for their Super Bowl appearance next week. Super Bowl 58 against the San Francisco 49ers. Our conversation with the quarterback started with if he's had a moment of self-reflection and just sit back and soak in the moment that this team is once again going back to the Super Bowl. A little bit. I mean, at the same time, I mean, I've already started preparing for the Niners. Um, No, it's a... It is really cool, I mean, to be able to play in this many Super Bowls in this short amount of time. Um, never would have even dreamt of it, honestly, but uh, it, it's cool. But uh, well, we still we still want to go out there and win it. We don't want to go out there and make a bad memory. We want to make it a good one. Absolutely. We'll bounce back and forth. You mentioned that you've already watched San Francisco. When was the first time that you watched them play? Um, I watched them the Monday morning when we, when we got in. Um, but, uh, I mean, I've always watched them play, and I know it's always fun watching their, their team play and um, they've been getting after for these last few years. I mean, even though they've been through a couple of defensive coordinators, they have a a lot of the uh, the same same players. Um, so uh, it's uh they're a, a team that's won a lot of football games for a reason because they have great players and a, and a great coach uh, team. 
You have a lot of iconic pictures so far in your career, but one that I'm going to remember is that picture that you posted on Instagram a couple of days ago, you wearing the championship hat with the big smile. This season has obviously been more up and down. You've had your moments of frustration. Do you find this Super Bowl appearance maybe more rewarding than some of the other ones that you've been to? Um, For sure. Um, Obviously, we want to finish it off with a win, and you can really appreciate it, but um, just to go through the adversity um, and get better because of it and be better going into the playoffs because of it. I mean, uh, we really felt calm and we felt like we were ready to go every single game that we've played so far in the playoffs because we've dealt, we've dealt with the adversity and we know how to deal with it and, and be better for it. Um, and it, it's something that I think will, will help us out not only in the Super Bowl, but uh, the rest of our careers. How important was that? Because you guys were able to advance and obviously San Francisco, two teams that have been here before, two teams that have played in AFC and NFC championship games where Baltimore and Detroit, they haven't played. How much do you think that experience played a factor down the stretch? Um, I think it does a little bit at least. I mean, just being in the games before, you can control your emotions early, especially um, especially being in a hostile environment. Um, and to know that it's going to take all four quarters, I think that's another thing is you, sometimes when you get up early, um, you kind of lose that momentum, and all of a sudden one thing happens and the momentum goes the other way, whereas you just kind of rely on you've been there before. You know how to just take it one play at a time. Um, no matter if it's a positive play, negative play, keep, keep your mind in the right spot and be ready to go for that next play. Right now, we're talking to Patrick Mahomes, quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, as they get ready for another Super Bowl next Sunday against the San Francisco 49ers. I played this yesterday at the beginning of the show. I played one of your cuts over the course of the season and also Travis Kelsey from his podcast. You two have been very vocal about, hey, we got the guys to fix this. We're going to get this thing figured out. We're going to get back on the same page. What kept you so optimistic despite you guys' troubles in the second half of the season? I think it's just the work that you see the guys put in. I mean, obviously, I've played on a couple of Super Bowl championship teams, and you see how hard you have to work for. You have to the work ethic. No matter if stuff's going good, stuff's going bad, you have to keep your head down and just keep working. And you can see that all year long. As guys have continued to work, and no matter if if something hasn't gone their way, or or if someone from outside the building they're talking about maybe this guy shouldn't play or whatever that is, guys continue to work and try to get better at their craft and. Um, and you see the guys that put in the words that you believe in the guys, and you know that stuff's gonna, the, the tide's going to turn and they're going to they're gonna start making the plays, um, and that's what's happened. One of those players that you're speaking of is Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I don't have to tell you about some of the outside noise that has circulated around him over the course of the season. How rewarding was it, how poetic was it that for the play to seal the game and to send you guys back to another Super Bowl, it is him making a big play in a playoff game? Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's – that's one of the guys I'm talking about. I mean, just just he continues to work every single day, and he and he helps others. I mean, you you can ask Rasheed, and he, he's helping Rasheed out all the time. You can ask any of those guys. He's like veteran leadership guy in that in that room. And um, even though a lot of stuff hasn't ha- happened his way this during the regular season, I've seen what he can do in the playoffs. If you look back to the last AFC Championship game and the way that he played in the playoffs that year, I mean, it he's a guy that he's going to continue to work and be ready for his for his moment and. He was ready this week, and even though he only had one catch before going into that last play, he was able to make that big-time catch and steal the game. I got a couple of questions to ask you about the AFC Championship game against Baltimore. You know what it's like to lose in an AFC Championship game. Certainly not a good feeling. Did you have a chance to talk to Lamar after the game? Yeah, I talked to him real quick, man. I mean, you, I mean, I just congratulate on him a heck of a season. I mean, the, the way that he led that team throughout the entire season and getting them to that point. 
I mean, it was special, and he's going to be having the MVP trophy, and it, it was a remarkable season. Um, and uh, it, it, you got to just continue to work, and I think that he has that right mindset, man. I mean, he, he continues to get after it every single year, and that's why he keeps getting better and better every single year, and that's what you have to have in order to be a champion in this league. We saw Justin Tucker comment on it yesterday. Can you explain to us what happened before the game? Yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, it, it became a bigger deal than I think it actually was, but at the same time, I mean, I've had like seven years of, of kind of doing that same warm-up routine, and there's only been, a, I think, like three occasions where there's been a kicker that wasn't uh, – because uh, you usually talk to the guys, so there's been a kicker that wasn't necessarily moving out the way, or you, kind of, you weren't kind of sharing the field um, in the right way. And, I mean, it was in Baltimore all three times. So um, I, he does that little stuff, I think, to try to get under our skin. And I asked him to move his stuff, and he, and he got up and moved it, I think, two inches um, but but didn't move it out of the way, and I I, I was gonna kind of let it slide, but Travis kind of got it and moved it for me, and then after that I wasn't gonna let him put it back down. So it's it's something that we we move on. I mean I have a lot of respect for him as a player and as a kicker, um, one of the best kickers of all time, probably the best kicker of all time. But at the same time you gotta have respect for each team, and we all share the field, and we we try to do that in a respectful way. You mentioned Travis Kelsey. Mitch Holtz has said this on the broadcast, that this was as fired up as he can remember Travis Kelsey being before a game. You guys have the incident before the game. He comes out and has an incredible first drive. Kelsey had extra energy and motivation for this one, it felt like. No, man, anytime you you, you kind of uh, make Travis a little upset, he starts playing, I think, even better. I mean, that's the type of mindset he has, the type of competitor he is. Um, and uh, he was fired up all week long. Uh, I don't think it was anything that the Ravens did personally. I think it was just, I think just him hearing now uh, how how he hadn't, been, I guess, not had the same numbers all year long. You can see in the playoffs, he's had that mindset of he's on coach show everybody, and that's the type of competitor that he is, and that's why he's. He's one of the greatest tight end and one of the greatest players of all time in the NFL. I got a couple of stats I want to read to you first. One is about Travis Kelsey. So you and him together have now played 17 playoff games. So that is a full course of a regular season. In those games, Travis Kelsey has 133 catches, a little bit over 1,500 yards, and 18 touchdowns. What does it say about him as a player that even as great as he's been in his career, he seems to take it even to another level come January? Yeah, I said I said after the after the game. I mean, it's just a true mark of a champion, man. I mean, he he plays better whenever the the lights get bit bigger and there's more pressure on him, um, and there's more attention on him. I think as as far as defense is trying to stop him, and that's just because he wants to compete and win, man. It's all about that at the end of the day. He doesn't he doesn't care how it gets done. He's gonna do whatever he can and leave everything on the football field to win the football game, and um, that's the guys that you want to go to battle with are guys that that truly care and that truly will give everything they have in order to win the football game for the team. You and I talked about this at the beginning of this journey about being the villain and going on the road. Did that fuel you more in this, the fact that you were going to Buffalo, a place that had you circled, that you were going to Baltimore, a city that was hosting their first uh, AFC championship game since 1971, and they were trying to take a trophy that has your owner's name on it, the Lamar Hunt Trophy. How rewarding was it to win that trophy in somebody else's stadium? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was really cool. I mean, obviously, I think I was a little bit more fired at the Buffalo game just because uh, the smack talk that had been talked all week, not just from the players really, but from the fans and everything like that about us coming to Buffalo and thinking we couldn't win on the road. Um, but Baltimore, I knew it was going to be a great challenge because I'll give a football team they had. And I, I knew before the season started, whenever we put Norma Hunt's uh, initials uh, on our jersey, that I wanted to get that Lamar Hunt trophy for um, and for that family. Um, and so I was glad that we were able to win that no matter where it was at. And now can we can we do find a way to go out there and get that Super Bowl trophy and try to get a back-to-back 
uh, which hasn't been done in over 20 years. I mean, it, 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 w- it would be truly remarkable, something that I would really appreciate. Right now, we're talking to Patrick Mahomes, quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, for a couple of more minutes, getting you ready for the Super Bowl next Sunday against San Francisco. I'm going to read you a couple of your accomplishments in your career. You were the first quarterback to ever start four Super Bowls before turning 30. You were the third quarterback to start four Super Bowls in a five-year span since Brady and Jim Kelly. You have 14 playoff wins, which is behind only Brady and Joe Montana. This is going to be your fourth start. Only Brady and John Elway have more. What is it like to have this amount of success and have your name alongside some of the greatest players to ever play this game? Yeah, I mean, it, it truly is. I mean, it's an honor, man, just to be mentioned along those names. Um, but, I mean, it's uh, it's something you don't think about at the time, but I know when I'm done, I'll, I'll truly appreciate the greatness of, of the run that we've had in Kansas City um, and the greatness of the players that I've had around me and the coaches that I've had around me. Um, I mean, it, it, it's made my job a lot easier and, I come to work every day and try to give everything I have because I know that I don't want to look back and have any regrets on, on how I've kind of taken advantage of all these opportunities that I've been given. Um, and uh, the goal now is to find a way to win one, win this Super Bowl because uh, it will be a great challenge for us against a great football team. And uh, you want to make sure that you, you give everything you have in order to do that. What is it like to play in a game of this magnitude? What is it like to play in the Super Bowl? Um, I mean, it's cool. I mean, it's something that you watch your entire life. Um, and so – you, you have that mindset. Of, you know there's going to be a – I don't want to say pressure, but there's going to be a lot of lights on. I mean, there's a, there's a whole show. It's more than just a football game. Uh, but at the end of the day, you, you tune all that out because once you, once the, once you kind of cross that, uh, those, that white line and you get on that football field, you're just out there playing football, and um, that's what we all enjoy to do. Uh, and we want to do it on the biggest stage, and we want to have fun doing it, and that's what we're going to go out there and do. Right now we're talking to Patrick Mahomes for a couple more minutes here. How crazy is it to four years later be playing the same team that you played your first Super Bowl against? Yeah, it's extremely crazy. And, I mean, like I said, it's a lot of the same players. I mean, obviously there's some players on our team that aren't here and some players on their team aren't here, but there's a lot of the same main guys that are on the football teams. Um, And I knew we played them that time. They were a great football team. They're probably going to get back. And you never know that you're going to get back and – the fact that we're both back in the Super Bowl and playing and playing against each other again, it'll be a it'll be a great challenge for us. And I know they're going to want to win because they didn't win the last one, so they're going to be fired up, and it'll, uh, it'll be a great opportunity. We saw a lot of guys on the defense wearing their In Spags We Trust shirt. Where's your In Spags We Trust shirt? Yeah, I didn't I didn't get offered one. I, I didn't even get the link or anything. So uh, I'll just try to make sure I find find one and uh, maybe wear it uh, after the Super Bowl or something like that. You retweeted, I think it was some tweet about The Hangover. Where does The Hangover rank in your favorite comedies? It's up there. I mean, uh, it, I think it's just iconic uh, for Vegas. Um, and in my, my age growing up, that was kind of one of those those iconic movies that you know all the one-liners from. Um, and, and you know those like quote, iconic quotes. And so whenever we were going to Vegas, man, I had to, I had to post uh, the one gif uh, where it was the guy uh Allen on on the the car slapping the side saying Vegas baby that is a quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs Patrick Mahomes joining us on the show today as we get you ready for Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas between the Chiefs and the Niners Patrick let me say this on behalf of everybody in Kansas City congratulations on playing a postseason game in the Raiders stadium before the Raiders get a chance to play a postseason game in their own stadium man it has been a remarkable run for you guys this season man good luck next week in Vegas I appreciate you that is the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, joining us on the show today. We'll get back to the Chiefs and the Niners and the Super Bowl coming up in just a little bit. But, Rob, I've got a toss-up. Hit me. Toss-up. I'm going to give you a one-got-to-go, Rob. 
We just talked to Patrick Mahomes about the hangover. So the hangover, wedding crashers, 40-year-old virgin, and super bad. One got to go, Rob. You can never watch that movie again. 40-year-old, I'll give you some time. 40-year-old virgin, hangover, wedding crashers, super bad. Four iconic R-rated for the adults comedies. One got to go. So I'm going to work backwards here. Crashers isn't going anywhere. Yeah, because it's Cra- the funniest movie on this yeah, list. Yeah, Crashers is elite. I mean. There aren't many movies ever made funnier than Wedding Crashers. It, this is really a conversation of the three because Crashers is safe. Super bad holds a special place in my heart, but I think that's a lot because of our age. Let's go shoot some birds. I'm psyched. Psyched. I think the answer is probably... I think the answer is probably hangovers out of there. It's between hangover and 40 year old virgin for me. I don't love 40 year old virgin the same way you do, but how I can still you not love it? Every scene is hilarious. I still think it's better than the hangover. So I begrudgingly will punt the hangover, but a part of me thinks I love super bad because of my age and if I were five or 10 years older, I'd feel a very different way. The hangover is the most overrated comedy of its time. It's not better than Bridesmaids. Is it even a top five comedy of its era? What do you like more, Hangover or Anchorman? I don't think I don't think Hangover Anchorman in the same era. Come on now. Hangover came out in like 09. Anchorman came out in like 02. Okay, hold on. A lot has changed in the world. 04. Five. Okay, I'm just asking. I would say its era is Horrible Bosses and Bridesmaids. Okay, well. Horrible Bosses is just okay. Yeah, that's... I don't dislike Horrible Bosses, but it's not It's not iconic. I mean, like, Hangover's like, it pivoted. Like, I guess, does Step Brothers fall into its category? Which is funnier than yeah, Hangover. I'm just saying, I think that would be its era. So I think it's funnier than Horrible Bosses, which is in its era. You want to know a movie from that era? I mean, I can maybe... I understand if you think Hangover's better than this movie, but I'd like it more. Role Models is really funny to me. Role... I don't understand your love of role models. You it's talked about hilarious. role models like this before. It's just okay. It's, it's just horror- okay. The four main characters are all really funny. Paul Rudd, that's the last great Sean William Scott we got. You got Mick Lovin, and then you got the little black kid. You know what I'm talking about. I don't know his name. You white, you've been Affleck. <laughs> yeah, you white, you've been Affleck. That's that, hilarious. That movie's just Paul Rudd, Horrible Bosses. Someone said role models is better than 40-year-old virgin. All right, calm down. See, the, we all we yeah, try stop. to include you guys in this conversation, and you guys take it to the next level. No, it's not. Someone said, I love you, man. Absolutely not. No. Mm-hmm. No. What is I love you, man, even about? Have you ever seen it? I mean, I think I've seen I just forgot. It's the movie. It's kind of Paul- like uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. I know I've seen it. I've just only seen it the one time. Yeah, uh, it's like uh, Paul Rudd is getting married and he has no dude friends. So he like makes friends with Jason Siegel And tomorrow, would you rather watch Knocked Up or would you rather watch The Hangover? Hangover. Tomorrow, if Caroline was like, hey, let's watch Hangover. one of these two movies. Hangover. Knocked Up doesn't move me at Knocked all. Knocked Up is hilarious. I like This me. is 40 more than Knocked Up. I know you hate that movie. I don't get why you hate it. 
Because it's not funny. It's really funny it's until the end. It's not funny. It's, it's it, a movie about a midlife crisis is what it's about. It's hilarious. That's not funny. It makes me laugh. <laughs> no. This is 40 is terrible. There's relatability as I get older. <laughs> it's just terrible. I can't believe that you like that movie so I much. like it better than I like Knocked Up. <laughs> it stinks. I saw that movie that one time. Never again. I will never watch that movie again. The absolute worst experience. All right. This is what we'll do. Coming up on the other side, I want to play for you guys. Tom Brady went on Pat McAfee's show, and he talked about the GOAT conversation. We'll talk about that. Rob and I are on different sides of what happened in the NFC Championship game. We didn't get to talk about that. There's a lot to get into in the 5 o'clock hour. Keep it right here. It's drive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 